Hey guys, welcome to Colt Film and Review, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets. And we're going to see if they still hold up. Tonight, we're jumping into our sweet purple Cadillac. We're leaving a trail of blood from Detroit to LA because we're talking about true romance. Written by Quentin Tarantino and starring Christian out of print Slater and a shit ton of other people. So let's just start the show. I don't feel like I read that right. That was good. I, I thought, thought it was, was great. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. All right, guys, we're here to talk about the 1993 film True Romance, directed by Tony Scott and written by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, as always, I am joined by Kyle Smith, Chris Willenbrecht, and Michael Salustio, and I am your host, Cody Everett. Well, guys, <laughs> the first thing that we need everyone to do and that's really important for us is make sure you subscribe to the podcast, download your phone or whatever listening device you have automatically, and guess what? You don't have to worry about it, and it's free. You get this every week for free. It's hassle-free. It's just hassle-free. It's all sorts of free. All yeah. kinds of free. So just do that. Really helps us out, and we'd appreciate that. This is Kyle's pick. Yeah. It is my pick. Kyle, tell me what True Romance is about. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. A comic book nerd and, and Elvis fanatic Clarence and a prostitute named Alabama fall in love. Clarence breaks the news to her pimp and ends up killing him. He grabs a suitcase of cocaine on his way out, thinking it's Alabama's clothing. Then the two hit the road for California, hoping to sell the cocaine, but the mob is soon after them. That's pretty much what this movie's about. That's what this yeah. movie's about. It's yeah, perfect. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's a great, good it's a great, it's a great Thanks, synopsis. IMDb. It's everything that happens. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, IMDb. It was Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, no, uh, why'd you pick... Uh, I'm actually kind of shocked. Why did you pick True Romance? I actually really, really wanted to do a Quentin Tarantino movie, but I did not want to pick a Quentin Tarantino-directed film. And I thought it was either going to be between this and Natural Born Killers, and I've always just leaned towards this film a little bit more. And I thought it'd be fun to fun to watch. Like I, you don't hear, I feel like you don't hear enough people kind of talking about this movie. There's a reason because it's good. Can't find <laughs> it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's impossible to find that it existed. Yeah. So so I thought it'd be fun. I thought it'd be fun to do and for us to kind of talk about. It. So let's talk about it. I want to talk about it. Okay. Good. Has anyone not seen this movie before? That's. That's impossible, right? I, I feel like I it. had seen it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've, I've seen it too, but I haven't seen this movie in a really long time. So it was fun to go to go back and rewatch it again, uh, kind of with new eyes. Because the last I saw it, I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. seeing it as an adult, I have a lot more respect for uh, the level of certain actors in this movie. Yeah. So I like mean, performance wise, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. yeah, definitely. Like, there's dude, people will hit home runs in this movie, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, a lot of people because there's a lot of people in this movie. Bronson yeah. Pinchot for sure. What? Well, it's all about Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> Is that all we're going to talk about tonight? Hey, if we could do a whole podcast about Bronson Pinchot, I could. <laughs> I would. I, I feel ignorant. Who is that? What's that? That's Elliot. The guy who sets up yeah. the drug deal? Oh, that fucking actor. <laughs> yeah, you know. If we could do an entire uh, Perfect what Strangers. What happened to him? What happened to him? Nothing. Nothing. He got famous off of this movie and blew yeah. up. Doesn't need to do anything else. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, dude, he's uh, he's had a... He, I think he was on... He had a good 80s, 90s career. Yeah, he rocked. He was in the Langoliers. 
That's right. He was. Oh man. And, oh, thank thank you. Next pick. What other? Like I don't know what 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 Bronson Pinchot did after this. Oh, he went Perfect Strangers, and he did a few other things. He probably still does he stuff pops, like he, he in the background. Up. Yeah, he pops yeah. up from time to time. It's like, yo, remember me? It's like, what well, up, Balky? Yeah, Balky, man. There's also the. Uh, well, you know, we can get some of the because there's a ton of people in this movie, so we can get some of the lower yeah. people out of the way here in the first first part of the show. I like okay. this. Mm-hmm. I like where this is going. Uh, what's his name? The uh, the big ass bodyguard dude. I was like, I've seen him in. Something oh yeah, before. He's, he was the guy from. Um, he was also the guy, the little John from from uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Robin Hood Men in Tights. Little John is the. the <laughs> he was the guy with the machine gun. Like, yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. Cops. Oh, I hate yeah, fucking yeah. cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate cops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's one of the best parts about this movie is the cast. Yeah. Oh Absolutely. man. Absolutely. It's a it's outstanding cast. I mean, you got you even have like Val Kilmer showing up as Elvis Presley. Like Samuel Jackson's in it. Well, he's in everything. He's in yeah. everything. Tino, but, Tino, yeah, but you know, touches. So yeah. But do you think that that at this point, uh, when this film came out, that was a thing, or that it developed because Samuel L. Jackson was in this movie? I don't know. I don't know their. I don't know their friendship. Yeah, their history, how their relationship has has grown. But I did think it was like it was just odd seeing this, and then also it's like, oh wow, he's in anything else that territory. Well, except he, I don't think he's in Natural Born Killers though. Tom Sizemore. Mm-hmm. I miss that actor, man. You know what? I miss him. He I, was a great fucking he, actor. He was and he good. Got fucked up on drugs. He, yeah, he went down a little he's bit. Gone. <laughs> Chris Penn, James mm-hmm. Gandolfini. Oh. Yep. Like, there's a ton of people. Gary that, Oldman. Who was? Who's that guy? Oh man, what's his name? Brad, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's in this. Yeah, yeah. he's he has a small Dennis role. Hopper. <laughs> yeah, My it's God. an all, it, it, dude. It's an all star cast. Honestly, it's a well, it's, it's, yeah. It's but great. even like the small characters. Mm-hmm. Are big people? Yeah, yeah I mean definitely. now definitely. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Brad Pitt was like? Do you think Quentin Tarantino called him up for Inglorious Bastards and was just like, "Hey, remember when you? Well, like- remember <laughs> when I got you that job on a couch for <laughs> for True Romance when the hottest guy in town was Christian Slater? Well, like, <laughs> remember when it wasn't you? Remember when you were second to Christian Slater? You remember that? Yeah. You remember that, you little piece of shit? You listen to me. You show up. You owe your fucking career to me. I don't know. I wonder how much. Mad. I wonder yeah. how much actual influence Tarantino had on. Um, I don't think he had much on of any this. on this, honestly. No, from what I understand, is he was not even on. He never was on set. Yeah, he never s- even he sold the script. He got the minimum amount needed, and he just bounced. He but like, yeah, I gotta imagine though. Because he was like a pretty much a lot a of the actors that sold. yeah, but a lot of the actors on here that he he must have has, yeah, but but like I, been in like the readings or something like that. I think, Where did he meet? I think a lot Tony of these Scott people? probably had more of a pull for a lot of these actors. Well, yeah, I mean look at what he, he was he was doing. Yeah, he did Top Gun, fucking Days of Thunder, Last Boy Scout, like uh, which apparently was a nightmare. Well, probably, Last, but Top Gun and Days of Thunder, like that alone, those are those are those are in that that time yeah. those are blockbuster. Fucking <laughs> Enemy films. of the State was a blockbuster too, my friend. Wait, wasn't mm-hmm. which Arquette was in? Uh, was They're in, all in uh, uh, Jackie Brown. Wasn't there an Arquette in there? I don't remember. Why are we talking about Jackie Brown? I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how many actors David Arquette are, was in Ready to are, Rumble that are in. Thi- <laughs> no, I'm trying to figure out how many actors that were in this movie went on to go to continue to star in other. Quentin Tarantino film. Not well, that if, many. If not I, that if, many. If I, had, okay. if I had to just take it, if I had to just take a wild shot in the dark, it was these actors probably got the script and probably thought, "Hey, this is a pretty fucking good script. Like, who wrote this? Oh, that guy who wrote that script for that movie I did. He's now making movies. Like, yeah, yeah that I'm was sure a great fucking script. Like, I want to see if I can work with him. You That's know who probably I, would happen. You know yeah. who I wish would work with him? Who that I as actually in this movie and they waste, they waste him. Huh? Who? Val Kilmer. I wish Val Kilmer would work with Quentin Tarantino. Even now, even fat, 
Hold on. Fat Kilmer? You think you can give him the right? Yeah, as far as I've heard, Val Kilmer's notoriously hard to work with. Yeah. That's okay. So is Quentin Tarantino. I feel like Tarantino might be too. I feel like Tarantino's probably true, but maybe that's the reason why they don't work together. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) Well, Val Kilmer was supposed to be, um, he was supposed to be Vincent Vega, wasn't he? Yes. Oh, no, no, that was Michael Madsen. Oh. Michael Madsen was supposed to be Vincent Vega. Michael Madsen was a Vega. He was a Vega. Yeah, he's one of the Vega brothers. But I think, didn't he want him to play Vincent in Pulp Fiction, and then they switched it off, and they were just like, yeah, we're going to go with... No, because because Madsen already played a Vega brother in Reservoir Dogs, so the Vega brother you see in Pulp Fiction years later is the brother to <sighs> Michael Madsen's character, played by John Travolta. I read this movie ties in with has characters that tie in with other movies, thinking Glorious Bastards and yeah. another Tarantino movie. Like, yeah, uh, one of the captains is mentioned... As a name in Inglorious Bastards, and then somebody—I I can't remember—I think maybe it's Pulp Fiction or something like that. There's a character in one of his films that he mentions to say, like, "Yeah, I used to work with a girl named Alabama." No, it's Reservoir in... Dogs. Mister White says, "Oh, that. is that okay?" There we go. Yeah, yeah, it's Inglorious Bastards and Reservoir Dogs. That that there's a Reservoir Dogs has a reference to a girl named Alabama. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I like that. You know, that's the thing is like it. It is weird to think because I do associate this film a lot with Quentin Tarantino. Because his films go on to sort of have a similar uh, vibe. And I don't know if that's just because it comes out so well in his writing that any director can translate it. Mm. Or if, yeah, or if he maybe liked the way this film turned out and used it as a base for the rest of his Oh, I think that's the truth. And we're going to talk more about that when we come right back. What you said last night was one of the best times you ever had. Did you mean physically? Oh, yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the whole night. I mean, I, I never had as much fun with the girls I had with you my whole life. <laughs> it's true. I, you, you like Elvis. You like, you like Janice. You like uh, kung fu movies. You like the Partridge Family. <laughs> Actually, I don't like the Partridge Family. That was part of the act. And I feel really goofy saying this after only knowing you one night. <laughs> Me being a call going on. I think I love you. All right, so we're talking about True Romance, 1993. <laughs> Tony Scott. Um, <laughs> Tony Scott. Tony Scott. I love how you said his name. Yeah, well, that's what I do. <laughs> Sounds like the outro that you do. Let's go to Tony Scott. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, one of the things I want to talk about that you brought up before we took a break was... If this is, I, I think it was like, is this similar to other Quentin Tarantino movies? Is that? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was basically, did this shape his filmmaking structure in any way? Even though he didn't direct this movie, did this shape the way he told his, his directed films? No, I okay. don't think so. The way he directs films, no. But what I was saying is, th- in my opinion, this movie is very similar to Natural Born Killers. Script wise and double fiction parts of Pulp Fiction script wise. Well, this is his uh, little little known. I mean, maybe it's not a little known fact. Uh, this is his first script they ever wrote. Yeah, and I guess he's tried to sell sell this script for about five years. Oh wow! Yeah, I and, did not and no know one that. wanted to buy it, and uh, you know he finally found a buyer, I guess. Yeah, and they said, "But who the fuck are you? You're not directing it. <laughs> <laughs> you'll and never, is, you'll never make a name in Hollywood. You, and this, is, at, this is after <laughs> this is after Reservoir Dogs. Um. No, the script no. sale happened yeah, before, but yeah. he made a movie before the film was actually made. So I, I'm i going to just take another stab in the dark. Somebody bought a script, and it just got thrown in with a pile of scripts that a studio owns. Then he made a movie, and they're like, Quentin Tarantino, how do I know that name? Oh, I've got a script by him. 
let's let's shoot it. Mm. That's probably what happened. Why does everyone in Hollywood talk like that? <laughs> they, they're, 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 they're just stuck they in the twenties. Yeah, they still yeah. stick. They're still sticking to that Pan Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this Quentin Tarantino fellow? Huh? Hey, 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 hey. Gotta talk fast. Say eh? it's Hollywood. <laughs> Sounds like an immigrant. I say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, it's uh, no. I see a lot of movies uh, in this. I definitely see parts of um, Pulp Fiction in this. But, but the, you know, it, it's always that he has that like to a couple story where it's like they always it's a couple who falls in love like instantly, or or a couple who like, like you know what I mean the like, mate the made for each other couple. Yeah, whose love can't be broken, and who decide to do some kind of like Bonnie and Clyde ish kind of thing together. Whether it be natural born killers, which is like you know sheer evil, or like I I was saying, like you said, Pulp Fiction, like the boxer story is a lot like that too. Yeah, where he you know yeah, Cody brought that up to me. I mean, I could see that a little bit, but it's not it's not quite the same because I mean we're already joining those characters well into their relationship, and and it's that story's more about him about Bruce Willis making sure he holds on to the one piece of his father that he has left. Like, it's not really a couple trying to get out of town. It's Bruce Willis just trying to get a goddamn watch and then dealing with... Right, and but, but here, I'll give you another similarity with that, too. It's like, who has one of the best... Who steals the scene and just one scene... What's that in this movie? And oh. both. Yeah. Oh, in both? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, walking. Walking walk yeah, does it yep. in both of those movies. Is It has, like, the same setup of that scene where it's like... Here's a scene just for Christopher Walken to come in and be fucking <laughs> yeah. Christopher Walken. Yeah. Although I will yeah. say, I think this movie was like one of his best performances. Like, oh, I love it. I, I I like the pocket watch scene, and it's it's funny. But this one, like, he he's a char- he, he's an actor that has become a character on, in in himself, in that he doesn't really. I don't feel like he has a lot of like dramatic roles anymore. And like this movie, I thought was like the peak of his dramatic acting because he's like fucking menacing. In this movie, oh, the whole sp- the the whole that whole scene about fucking- being like the devil. Uh, this is good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I you see the thing that I liked about watching this, and and I was happy I picked it was yeah, like when you sit when you sit down, and you look at this movie, and you look at Natural Born Killers, and you look at Reservoir Dogs, and even Dust Till Dawn. You look at these four films that are penned by Tarantino, but directed by four separate directors, like there's it's it's cool to find the similarities in there, but then you like. Dust Till Dawn, like obviously it's a Rodriguez film, and his 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 uh, visuals are just all over it. It's just shot like him. Mm-hmm. And then like with and the, and then with Reservoir Dogs, it's complete. It's a completely different story, and it, and it looks completely fucking different from the rest of them. But for some reason, True Romance and Natural Born Killers, even though Natural Born Killers has Oliver Stone's kind of uh, feel feel and vibe all over it, it still it still feels like. True Romance and Natural Born Killers are almost like the same film visually, which I thought was really interesting because you have two separate directors. What do you think makes this a cult film? Do you think it's Quentin Tarantino's name and the script? I don't know that. I'd I don't know say about that. that. I think maybe maybe it's maybe it's the the amazing cast of characters. Yeah, in it. like I think they like they drive the film. Just, just the the small cameos, like all the cameos, steal the film because like Christopher Walken scene totally steals the movie. Like Val Kilmer as Elvis, like. It's a fucking great gem, like, and you focus on that. Like, it, in those scenes, I can't honestly tell you what Christian Slater is thinking about or going through in his head because I'm just so focused on, that's Val Kilmer. That's fucking great. And then even Brad Pitt, like, high on the couch, like, that's, I think, what makes it a cult film is just this amazing cast of characters that they, that, cast. They, that they brought together for this movie. Uh, yeah, I definitely think the cast, the violence, 
And the I, I would actually throw the love story in there too because it's a little strange. You know, it's a little kind of like, okay, so this girl just gets paid. They instantly fall in love. And maybe that doesn't seem possible, but it's kind of like a, a fantasy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's like you fall in love with your perfect soulmate, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, she loves you no matter what. She, you know, you you literally went and murdered a pimp and she's still, like, all over you, you know? She, and thought, she thought it was romantic. Would your girl leave you if you killed a pimp? <laughs> okay, this is great that you're asking. <laughs> she probably would. I think so. Well, because she's not involved with a pimp. That's true. Okay. Well, then, okay. You're that, not saving her. That leads me into a question. Uh, just one thing that I had a hard time trying to... I had a hard time swallowing in this film was... Was the connection between Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette paid for? No, no, I, I understand. No, no, I understand that part. Like, I'm not talking about a plot, but did anybody feel like that? Like, you didn't get a really like the chemistry wasn't really as there as they tried to force it on you. I agree. I feel like there's not a lot of scenes that really show them as two human beings in love. It's a lot of it comes mm. out real quick. Their their courtship is a night. You know, it's like, hey, I love the same movies as you. Cool, we love Kung Fu films. It's almost like a nerd's fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like some girl just shows up and is just like, I love all the things you love, right, and right. I also want to fuck you. Is it's right? like, Quint- okay, Quint- cool. Tarantino's fantasy, working at a video store, and someone comes in. I think and it's li- totally and, and some hot chick rents some Sunny cheapest Street Fighter, yeah. and there you go. I think that's exactly <laughs> well, the, what my, it is. My whole problem with that is like, I, I get where you're coming from about like the courtship is very fast, but like, how much, uh, how much of that is her just? being paid to be like that like i never got i never felt like i was satisfied in believing that she fully was into all the same things right but like even the scene when she's when they're sitting in his his apartment and they're watching kung fu like i feel like she's just kind of uh almost making a mockery of it trying to find something to get into it with you know what though the the scene that sealed the deal for me on their relationship was when she was up on the roof Mm-hmm. And she was basically confessing her whole life to him. And, you know, she basically says, uh, you know, I, I, I love you and I won't lie to you. And I am a good person. And I've only been a call girl for three days and I'm completely monogamous. Like she has this whole spiel that she goes through. That's what I'm like. Holy shit. Like it, at least her performance felt like real to me. Yeah. Oh, I believe that scene is real. Do you, I'm, I'm just asking if do you feel like the relationship was forced upon us and then never really touched back on yes. ever again. And let me explain this because this is, I have an answer for this. Okay, great. Uh, if it wasn't for the James Gadoff uh, scene uh-huh. and the scene that you just mentioned on the, uh, on the rooftop, her character is atrocious. She doesn't do anything. She doesn't do anything. Yeah. She's completely useless yeah. besides those two scenes. And it's kind of frustrating because she's really good in this movie, but Every other scene I found her in, I found her character to be super annoying. But I think she's a ride or die, man. Like, that's what it's all about, right? Well, like, they, all, they all are in his movies that are exactly like this. So? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I mean, it's just she's ride or die, but you don't really know why. I wonder why. Like, most of Tarantino films have really, really strong female leads for the I most agree. part. This like is the, the bride one and everybody. I, I mean, pretty much the entire film is her, obviously, mm-hmm. but... This film, yeah, she just seems like a throwaway character. I don't think I'd say throwaway. Not yeah, throwaway. I you would, can't say throwaway. I, I would say I would say I see your point on um maybe her not giving being given a strong enough role throughout the film. She was just kinda like a bubbly She kinda you know, reminded me of Buffalo sixty six of Christina Ricci in that film. Yeah, I see. The what problems you're I kinda had with her too was 
Yeah, but like I don't I wanted know. more from her. Maybe just for me, it's Patricia Arquette, and I just like her as an uh, as an actress. Uh-huh. But I did feel like there was she had a strong presence oh, on hey, screen. No, I think don't, so don't, too. don't get me wrong yeah. that that scene she has with James Gandolfini is great. Fantastic. She's amazing yeah. in that scene. I'm saying the stuff in between her her really good scenes that were obviously well, written to be good. Those scenes were written to be good. Her character's on the back burner pretty much the whole time. It's all about Slater. I well, pre- I mean that 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 was going to be my next question. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. When Christian Slater isn't directly like dealing with a pimp or dealing with a movie producer, his scenes are kind of weak too. Honestly, who, who? I'm sorry, Christian Slater. Well, the the thing with the script though is is it jumps around to different characters quite a bit, so you don't ever have to focus well, no, too much on one, but, right? Like his bar scene, his, his, his the opening scene of him in the bar, like that was a, that was a, I'm sorry, but that was a waste of a scene. Like that was a very Tarantino. Oh, that's very oh, Tarantino. Well, that was a like yeah, a waste of a, fucking a Royale scene. cheese. Scene. Do you guys recognize the girl sitting at the bar? <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's uh, the mom from Crow. Yeah, from the uh-huh. Crow. I forgot that actress's <laughs> name. She looks exactly the same. Yeah, she movie. never changed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about this movie. I'm not eating because I'm not hungry. I'm not sitting because I'm not staying. I ain't looking at the movie because I already seen it seven years ago. It's the Mac. Max Julian, Carol Speed, and Richard Pryor. I ain't scared of you. I just don't like you. That envelope right there had some payoff money. Alabama's moving on to some greener pastures. We're not negotiating. I don't like to barter. It's in that envelope right there. It's for my peace of mind. My peace of mind is worth that much. Not one penny more. Man, dude, do they know how to uh, shoot a movie or what? These Scots. The Scots brothers. The brothers. I feel like, man, how do you hit two home runs? Parents, good job. (laughs) Well, they both went to the same school. I mean, his lighting is... I don't know. They who probably gets they probably got do this stories stuff. about shooting stuff in their backyard together. And being I gotta obsessed. imagine that. Yeah, you grow up with somebody like the yeah. Coen Brothers for Christ's sake. Like, yeah, exactly. how the hell do they knock it out of a park with a script every time? It's like <laughs> true. Bad films are written beautifully. It's weird. I mean, like I said, the way it's shot is pretty damn solid. Oh, a lot of the angles, like they used, to, I they did use quite a bit of Dutch angle. I love the way that, um, and this will bring us into a point that we wanted to bring, wanted to talk about, which was Drexel. Uh, I love the way that that scene is shot. The conversation between Drexel and Christian Slater, where with the light back and with forth? the with the light back and forth, and the lights kind of like covering Drex, some, some of Drexel's face, and then he's like using a light to illuminate his face and like swinging it back and forth. Like that's just a fucking that the way that whole scene is composed and shot is fucking fantastic. Yeah, and it's, and the whole psycho- psychological breakdown that Drexel basically gives on his impression of Christian Slater, where he's like, I know you're eyeballing me because you're not paying attention to the porno that's on the screen, or not the porno, but the boobs that are on the screen. You're not paying, you don't want to sit down and eat any of this food, so I know you're here to start some shit with me. And like, just the, you can almost barely not even understand him I had to watch it with captions, so I knew exactly yeah. what he was saying. But, I mean, even Christian Slater's response is like, I'm not eating because I'm not hungry. I saw that movie last year. Yep, yep. And, but he, like, lays it all out. It's, mm-hmm. it, that whole scene, that whole scene yeah, is great. But, yeah, I like this you scene, th- too. You think he's lying, though? I think I think Christian Slater's lying there. He's just trying to he's trying to front as a badass right there. Oh, with the envelope with nothing in it. Oh, so good. I, oh, so good. That's a that's a that's great. I mean that that's a bold move. That's a bold move for him to for him to for him to pull a bold fucking move like that. I gotta I gotta believe that he's serious when he when he gives his response. He's not just fronting. Yeah, because because he backs up hit that shit with a fucking empty env- envelope. Like, yeah, yeah. Then he gets it the was shit believable. kicked out of him. Yeah, yeah. He gets the shit kicked out of him, but he you know 
for some reason, yeah. they don't think, hey, maybe he has a gun. They get a dick shot. Seems a little strange. I'm just shocked that uh, Drexel didn't just blow Christian Slater away like after the fight was over because you know they show him being a badass with the Samuel L. Jackson scene where he just whips it out out the shotgun and just smokes him, you know, and steals all the shit. Yeah. Um, but you know he leaves Christian Slater alive enough to, I guess, fuck with him is kind of what he's his Probably. intentions yeah, are. I'm, I'm I'm quite amazed that he wasn't he wasn't packing a gun. He seems like the type of guy that would always have a gun on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the now, whole scene but... was also amazing because he got thrown into like a whole bunch of fish tanks. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> like, there's a lot of cool visual mm-hmm. violence with that stack of VHSs. Yeah, like a huge stack. Well, dude, when you're a drug dealer, you gotta watch some porno. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <he had> <laughs> One's not enough, bro. You're addicted to life. That shit all looked like it was like it was all recorded too. Like those 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 were Max those were Maxwell fucking blank Ugh. VHS as he was his recording ma- shit. His makeup job and his eye his oh, like... Yeah. Gary mean, Oldman just overall in this position uh, is fucking fantastic because like, if you don't know it's Gary Oldman. It's another one of those roles where it's like, oh wait, that's fucking Gary Oldman? Like, yeah, I have no fucking well, idea. Well, it's, it's crazy because him and Walken pretty much steal the show in this movie and they have like a, what, a total of 10 minute screen time yeah, together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's also one of the only uh, roles that I can remember where he doesn't just scream out of nowhere. Who? Gary Oldman. I feel like that's his M.O. Oh, you mean you mean like in the Everyone, professional? Everyone! Like he likes to do that a that, lot. That and... <laughs> he, he doesn't scream in Fifth Element, I, does he? I think he does. I think there is a moment where But that's another like, movie where yeah. like, for some odd reason, like watching it, like it didn't click. But that's, that's Gary, Gary Oldman, Oldman. Yeah. watching yeah. Fifth yeah, Element. Yeah, yeah. But he just always plays these fucking unique characters. He's a, he's a Yeah, he's a great character. I actor. don't even know what he looks like. I don't. <laughs> I have no idea what I don't that think, man looks I don't like. Think, I think if you watch The Dark Knight... Trilogy, you'll get a good That's idea. The closest. Just, just subtract the mustache. Well, there were those, okay. those irritating cell phone commercials he went, he was in. I don't. That's with him those. playing himself. Okay. I want to give it up. My phone, phone. I do want to give it up to the effects and stunt team on this movie too, because whoever was uh, the stunt double for Alabama getting thrown through the glass. Oh yeah, man, yeah. that was oh. brutal. Mm-hmm. That whole fight scene's brutal, and the makeup's really good in it. Yeah, it's yeah. really believable, and like you, like even all the gunshots. The gunshots oh. are very believable. At the end, the poor feather guy. Oh, <laughs> the poor feather guy. That shootout. <laughs> I mean, that shootout was intense. Hey, if there's any way to go, I'd want to be a, 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 a raining of feathers over me. You know who I would not want to be is the PA. <laughs> that's, how, that's how Chris wants to die with feathers floating on. I can make that happen. <laughs> yeah, I can make that happen. Uh, I'm gonna make a note of that. No, yeah. I feel I have feathers at your wake. I feel bad feathers. for the the PA, like who had to be like clean that up. Like, okay, we need yeah, to reset. Leaf blower. We need to reset. Blow that into a corner. You're good. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, they did that. I thought it was like maybe they were sucking it up and then blowing it back out again. Yeah. Oh, that could work too. See, shop see, back see, or something. Yeah, but even vacuuming in that many feathers would take hours. <laughs> I'm sure it sucked. I'm sure uh-huh. it sucked. Uh-huh. No, it's a, that's one of my Is favorite that a pun. Yeah, I yeah, it was so. good. There's intense scenes yeah. too. I mean, like the elevator scene when they're going up to do the drug deal, where he makes uh, Slater Balky. hits it out of the park in that yeah, one. Yeah, where he fucking hits Slater it out earlier. Who was just a Slater for that earlier? That he does knock it out of the park on that one, dude. Yeah, I mean that's a great scene, and the way that um, you know the cops are listening in and and how they're interpreting the situation from their side, and like I love the whole three way. You know, basically the mob showing up, the cops are showing up, mm. and the fairly innocent people, I would say, the are, show, old, are, are, are old caught in the middle. Standoff. Uh, I also want to bring up something that someone might disagree with me uh, about, but uh, I felt that it was quite refreshing to watch a Quentin Tarantino movie without Quentin Tarantino doing the soundtrack. I feel like he might have picked these songs. Like if when I heard how the sound- he, did, he had nothing to do with the no, film. I know. Like I, I'm, not, I'm not saying he did, but I'm saying I would also say that 
he probably didn't disapprove of it. I, I agree with you. There was no like any Omar Kone. And plus, he had and plus, scores from like 1700s yeah. from a spaghetti and that's western. Do, and that happy doom to doom 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 doom. I hated oh, that yeah. fucking. Yeah. He, he would never, but he would never use that. I, I, like. I agree with that. But no, he a, does. He's not a theme. He's not. He's not like an. Or, I personally enjoy. Person. I, per, I personally enjoyed that because I thought it. It reminded me every time when it was on that these are these were good people that instantly switched to bad people. Yeah, I get that. I I, I get the emotions that 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 theme song is supposed to bring out and it does a really well job but my issue with it is like it's overuse in the film like they do use any a lot of fucking thing that like like we were joking out back er- er- earlier cody but it's like yeah it's like i like christian shea could pick up a comic and be like hey look at this plays like hey look i just spilled coffee it's just like anything that happens that song was fucking playing anything lighthearted. What is that like a xylophone or something? What, is, what are they playing? Yeah, it's like a wood xylophone. So here's, a, here's a, what would you call this? Would you call it a, 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 a violent romantic comedy to some extent? I guess it doesn't really follow the romantic comedy rules. No, that's more like. Uh, well, no, it's about true love. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, but there's no. I was wondering when that was there's no, pop there's up. no young love. In, in most romantic comedy, there's an obstacle that happens, and then they and then they break up, and they but they want to be together, but they can't be together. I feel like that's the romantic comedy created nowadays. No, right? that's a, like that. There's like actually like a very strict like pinpoint. I don't like guideline. strict things. Like, you'd be surprised how many. Yeah, I I I would say it's a it's a it's a dark comedy. It's in. It's got a lot of action in it too, though. So I yeah. mean, like, I it's a cross genre film. It's got. I mean, most Tarantino written stuff is. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, most of the dialogue is is funny, and then it's against the backdrop of a bunch of violence. It yeah. is weird how though. It is kind of weird though how Tony kind of captured like the same level that 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 Quentin kind of captures in his film of violence. Mm-hmm. That is a, that like if especially if Quentin Tarantino wasn't on the set, that is an odd coincidence. Maybe that's how it's written, though. Like maybe he's that. Betcha Tony Tony Scott saw Reservoir Dogs. And he kind of knew the style or kind of knew a bit of the tone, maybe that Tarantino, you know, puts into his films and probably tried to integrate that into against his own style of filmmaking. I have a question. Since we're on this, how much influence Tarantino had on this film, or how much maybe Tony Scott tried to use? So obviously we got like shots of like Street Fighter. A lot of these films that you probably know, you got it. You know that like that was Tarantino into the script. Into the script. Sure. How the hell does Free Jack get in there? Huh? There's a moment where they're like at a hotel and there's a shot from the movie Free Jack, and that oh. comes out like a year before this film. It's Renee Russo watching Emilio Estevez's initial like what she thinks is his death that's, that's the gem just... tony scott threw in yeah there you go <laughs> that's i wonder own, that's why though yeah, he loves free jack he's gift. free jack yeah. <laughs> his gift to everybody <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna rate this member jammer kyle what are we rating it since it was your pick uh we're gonna rate it honey bear bongs in honor of brad pitt's honey bear bong okay. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just> cameo. <laughs> yeah it's a character in and of itself it is Let's steals the show start with me i'll start uh, you know what? This is a pretty solid film. I really like this movie. Um, it's fun to watch. Uh, it's probably not my favorite Tarantino movie and probably not my favorite Tony Scott movie. Uh, it's really fun to watch, though. It's good to own. It's out of print, so that kind of sucks, and it's not streaming on anything, really. So uh, that sucks, too. But, I mean, if you can get your hands on it, watch it, because it's, it's a good movie. Um, it's solid. Cast is great. Performances are great. Um, the thing that kind of drags for me is the pacing um it tends i feel it's, it's a long movie uh, which is tarantino style of writing but otherwise from that i'll give it 
I'll give it 3.5. I'll give it three and a half. I think it's a solid film. It's a solid film. Three and a half. Three and a half. Who's next? Yeah, you know, I, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, Chris. I absolutely love this movie. I just watched it um, probably a month ago. And just by chance, I threw it on just to check it out again. And I had no problem going back and watching it one more time. I love that this is Quentin Tarantino's first script ever sold because I think it is an amazing start to an awesome career. Tony Scott did a pretty good job, I think, directing his work. I, you know, the, for me, the pacing I had no problem with. I love the characters. I love Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette as actors. All the cameos are just so rewarding, and like you, you forget how many people are in this movie. So it's exciting to see what every scene's going to have. Um, I love the violence. I love the action. Um, even the comedy interjected into there. Um, it just makes for a very well-rounded story and movie. Um, so I'm going to give this 4.5 honey bear bongs. All right. Next up is Mike. I'm going to say this actually is one of my, uh, more favored Tony Scott films actually. Um, and in terms, in terms of it being like a Quentin Tarantino film, it, it, like, yeah, the dialogue is his, there's no way to deny that. Like he kept all, you could tell he kept a lot of that dialogue still in there that the Tarantino isms. Um, I'm going to give this a four, four, uh, honey bear bongs. It's just it's just a solid movie. It's just like there's nothing to dislike about it. The characters are lovable, and there are a ton of sh- uh, show stealers or scene stealers. I mean, yeah. Last but not least, Kyle. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to give it a four and a half Honey Bear Bongs as well. Um, I've always loved this movie. It's probably one of my favorite Christian Slater movies, and I probably agree with Mike. It's probably my favorite Tony Scott movie. It's great to watch because you see Quentin Tarantino's writing and where it came from and how it developed. And like everybody else has said, the 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 supporting roles in this movie are some of the best supporting roles in any movie I've mm-hmm. seen. Like it's just fucking fantastic. That I, I did have one issue with like I already said with the, the theme song being used too much. It's overuse. And like the, the the happy ending at with this movie, I mean that's that wasn't I don't think that was in the original script, and that kind of feels like a Hollywood ending added onto it. I'm not the biggest fan of that, but I don't have a problem with it either. So um, this is a great movie. If you could find it, definitely grab a copy because, like we've said, uh, it's out of print, like pretty much every other Christian Slater film is. But definitely watch it and check it out. It's a fucking great movie. So. Yeah, four and a half honey bear bongs. I'm sure this movie's like probably really easy to find. We're just idiots and can't find it. As well, I, I already own it. I own the collector's yeah. edition. So it, y'all, it's, can it's just... odd to me that they're not available to stream. That's just so weird to me that like this it's, is like well, the third. Out, or it fourth. is out of print. Okay, this is 2016. Yeah. God damn it! What if there's like a falling out with like Christian Slater in the studio? He, he bit, or all, yeah, he all bit the wrong. Like, he bit the guy. wrong person. That's what it was. <laughs> he yeah. fucked Lee Donowitz over, man. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to play a game. Do you know who I am, Mr. Wally? I give up. Who are you? I'm the Antichrist. You got me in a vendetta kind of mood. You tell the angels in heaven you never seen evil so singularly personified as you did in the face of the man who killed you. My name is Vincent Cocotti. I work as consul for Mr. Blue Lou Boyle, the man your son stole from. I hear you were once a cop, so I can assume you've heard of us before. Am I correct? I've heard of Blue Lou Boyle. I'm glad. Hopefully, that will clear up the how full of shit on my question you've been asking yourself. We're going to have a little Q&A. And at the risk of sounding redundant, please, 
Make your answers genuine. You want to chest the field? All right, so let's play a game, one we haven't played in a really long time. Let's play Who the Hell Am I? Uh, so this one, we're going to give three clues. Uh, the first person uh, to guess gets a uh, point. Gets a point. If nobody guesses. You get the person who gave the clues gets, gets a point. point. Yeah. And we're either, we're either going to be describing... A character or an actor. We'll we'll say who it is before we start giving it. We'll say this is an actor or okay. this is a character. Okay. Yep. And uh, that's about it. All okay. right. All right. So let's start with me. I'll go first. We'll just we'll just start with me. We'll get the game off and rolling. Okay. okay. I'm gonna watch you. Here's the first one. <laughs> I'm looking for visual cues. Here's the first clue. I am five thousand years old. Here's my second clue. I used to live in a lamp. I don't anymore. I'm going to go with the genie from Aladdin. You are wrong. Huh. Here's my third clue. In the end, I was set free. I know who it is, but I don't, I'm th- I don't think you're right on the 5,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, giving bullshit clues now, Cody? No, no, no. Oh, wait a, a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, is, it, is, is it the son of Satan from Prince of Darkness? That is wrong. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. I was kind of a lamp. Uh, used to be a lamp. Not there anymore. Moved. I don't have a guess. I don't even have a guess. I will take the point. Thank you very much. Michael, who would be your guess? I'm going to say it's Shazam. It's not uh, Shazam. It's oh. Kazam. Kazam, that's right. Sorry. It's Kazam. That's what I meant. Shaquille O'Neal played a genie. Sh- sure, about, sure about the 5,000 years? That is on Wikipedia. Or did you make that up? That oh, is okay. on Wait, Wikipedia. Thought, I'm not going to argue with Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue with Wikipedia. really fucking bummed help. I didn't even have a guess as, as soon As soon as you said that, Cody got a as point. soon as I said that, I was like, yeah, he, no, he's going to go with Shaquille O'Neal. Why so the good. fuck did I think he was going to go with so cartoon? That's what was my, that's yeah. what was my trick. Mm. That's why I chose it. That's right. <laughs> Very clever. All right, Cody gets a point. He's on the board. All right, let's go. Let's just go this way, Kyle. You, why don't you go next? We'll go clockwise. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I am a character. Okay. First clue. I was born under a bad sign. Hmm. That's wordy. That is wordy. Code. All right. Uh, second clue. My family will never be safe. What was the first clue again? I was born under a bad sign. Uh, third clue. My doctor is convinced I'm evil. Rosemary's Baby? Incorrect. I'm just throwing a guess out there. I have no idea. Is there a doctor in that movie? I'm, I don't know. There's a baby. <laughs> you know what they say when there's a baby, there's read? a doctor. Okay, is it, Mike? Is, is it Damien from The Omen? That's incorrect. Boy, Chris is, Chris is on my game tonight. Chris is firing on all cylinders. What you can say about Chris right now is that <laughs> he is a V8 right now. And <laughs> this is a good he's, one. He's hitting the quarter mile. You wrote some good clues here because I have no idea. Yeah, that's fucking really good. Born under a bad sign. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, stop helping him. Stop <laughs> working through this for him. Like nobody did that shit for us on your and your Shaquille oh, bullshit. Shaquille bullshit. I don't know. Is it the guy from the Lost Boys? I don't fucking know. No, that's not correct. Is it, is I'll it, take the point. Is it Michael Myers? It's Michael Myers. Fuck. Oh, that was my what? second choice. All right, tied at one-one between me and Kyle. Chris. Okay, I frequently... I'm an actor, by the way. Oh, you're an okay. actor. Okay, I'm an actor. Fre- you're never going to know who this is. And yeah. I frequently portray characters who are dead by the end of their respective films. 
I have 94 credits to my name, and I've played mm-hmm. vampires, religious nuts, and extraterrestrial fighters. Third clue? Third clue? I'm getting my hand ready, though. <laughs> yeah. I know what this is. Put that hand down, Cody. Mine was up first. <laughs> Wait, you can't do... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't, you can't pre-hand yeah, it. Yeah, you can't pre-hand. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no pre-hand. Pre- <laughs> there's no pre-handing. There's no pre-handing, Kyle. All right, I'm gonna hold on, third clue, third, third clue. The Terminator, the Terminator guy likes me. Edward Furlong? Nope. Oh! oh! Wait. Oh! You said oh. Oh. You said oh. I'm, be, I'm between two. You gotta throw a guess me, out there. Let me hear him again. Okay, I frequently portray characters who are dead by the end of their respective films. Bill Paxton. Yep. Fuck yes! <laughs> Fuck yes! <laughs> Good, man. Two points for Kyle. Now we're up to Michael Salustio. Okay, guys. This is a character. Got it. The first clue is he served our country well. I feel like you're pre-handed already. He's already pre-handed. My hands are cusped. <laughs> cusped. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. First clue again. I'm sorry. He served our country well. This guy now. Oh, no, no. No, Look at this guy now over here. Jesus. He's scratching his head. Does anybody want me to repeat the clue? Served our again. country well. I'm sorry. scratching my head, Cody. Okay. Watch our country well. Chris over there. He sh- he's, he's a character. He served our country well. Number two. He's getting long in the tooth. Okay. I don't know the character. Are you guys name, ready? Like I know it. Are you guys ready for, for clue three? Yeah. His best friend has a death wish. Cody? Uh, are you uh, F- Taggart from Lethal Weapon? Mm. Danny Glover's character? Can I take it? Because he got that name way the fuck wrong. Yeah, it. it is right. That's, that's exactly who it is. Oh, yeah, no. shit. But it's Sergeant Roger, Roger Murdoch, not Taggart. Murder. Where did I get Taggart? I don't know. I don't Where'd know. Where did I get to Oh, I'm thinking like Police Academy. Isn't that Police Academy? I don't, I don't know, know, but I think that does go to you. You knew who it was. Yeah, yeah, you knew who it was. That's right. You knew who it was. That is no, because right. if it goes to him, it's a fucking tie. Yeah, yeah well, now yes. we got to do, 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 do a tiebreaker. Got to do a tiebreaker then. All right, so we are going to do this tiebreaker between Kyle and myself. We are tied at two apiece. So, uh, Michael, are you giving the clues? I am going to give the clues. This is a tough one, guys. Okay, please go ahead. This is an actor. Oh. He's an actor. Okay. Clue number one, he can really sing a pop tune. You can really sing one, guys. Okay, this could be... Number two. He rode his motorcycle from Scotland to Africa. Ewan McGregor? It is oh, Ewan McGregor. Oh, shit. We didn't even have to go to that I watched that clip. documentary. Oh, <laughs> I was banking on the fact that you would not seen that documentary. <laughs> I had not seen the documentary, I just but I won! I thought Woo! that would be a tough... Hold on, though. I want to ask a quick question. Yeah. What pop song did he sing? He was in Moulin Rouge. He sang a ton of oh, them. Oh, yeah. He like, okay. Down for Love. Gotcha. And gotcha. He did the whole age where he was just doing musicals for a while. Bam. All right, guys, that's our show for this week. Kyle's the big winner in the game. Make sure you follow us on social media at ColdFilm underscore Review on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow us on Facebook. Make sure you subscribe. You can follow Kyle at... You can follow me, ColtFilm underscore Kyle on Instagram. You can follow Chris at... You can follow me at ColtFilm underscore on Instagram or go to Midnight Releasing and check out Knucklebones. That should be out now. Oh, I like how I like how it was... You can follow me, ColtFilm underscore on Instagram. You follow that? Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Just that's it. Yep. You'll find it. (laughs) You can follow Mike at. You can find me at on Twitter at Mike Salustio. And you can follow me on Instagram at VHS Collect. Guys, guess what? We also have a new website. Go check that out. It's pretty fantastic. Probably should have told you about that at the beginning of the show, but hey, we forget things here. You know what? They might have already been there. They probably have been there already. They're probably listening. This show right now, and they were like, on "Dude, the guys, website. I'm already there. It looks fucking great." Well, if you're there, go to, go to the contact us. 
If you have a suggestion for a movie you want to hear us review on the show, drop us a line. The best way to get in contact with us. Or there. it would be cool to even see comments below the uh, the the artwork that we have on there. I noticed there was a comments box in there. So. There is. Yeah. There so is, yeah, we, we're, we, we're getting fancy. Get we're getting fancy. Just send us, you know, if, if, about a particular episode. Listen, just drop us a line. We've updated from the live journal page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, moving on from 1994. Yeah, we, we put on our big boy pants and we got a new website. So make sure you go check it out. That's www.cultfilminreview.com. So please go check that out. And remember, guys, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week.